0: The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. One of the complex questions that near-death experiences seldom address is the interbeing of the spiritual world and our physical bodies. Even though the Bible describes God physically taking a rib from Adam's body to make Eve or how God walked with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, we tend to detach our understanding of our physical interactions from the spiritual beings we believe in, even when we turn to them for physical healing. Jesus laid hands on the ill and used mud to cure a blind man, but physical contact between a sick person and a healing angel, for example, has been difficult at times for humans to talk about. The experiences of our guest today reminded me of one example from 500 years ago, the Catholic saint Teresa of Avila, Avila, uh, who lived uh, in the 1500s. At the age of 20, Teresa and her brother ran away from home to pursue religious vocations. Teresa entered the Carmelite Monastery of the Incarnation at Avila, and a short time later, she became ill. She did not respond to treatment and was released to her family. And Teresa's father took her to a healer, but she did not improve. Still sick, Teresa returned to the convent in 1539. And in that August, she fell into a coma and was thought to be dead. And during this time, she may have had a near-death experience. She revived after four days, but was partially paralyzed. She returned to the convent uh, again in 1540, where she remained ill for three years. But she attributed her recovery to St. Joseph. At the age of 39, she began having visions and hearing inner voices. Teresa felt that she had become too dependent on people and needed to develop a closer relationship to God. According to one source, uh, Your Dictionary on the Internet, mystical experiences in Teresa's day were looked on with skepticism by many people in the church. Some people thought Teresa's experiences were of the devil. Others believed they were a gift from God and encouraged her to be open to them. To Teresa the visions were an embarrassment because others misunderstood them. They were also dangerous. Visionaries sometimes were burned at the stake. Teresa tried to resist the experiences and attempted to keep them a secret, but her res- her resistance was in vain. She became well known for the experiences many of which she described in her autobiography. Teresa claimed that her interior speeches were clearer than conversations with humans. In her most famous vision, Teresa experienced a piercing of the heart. She said an angel appeared on her left side. His face was burning. He had in his hand a long spear of gold, and at the iron's point, there seemed to be a little fire. He appeared to me to be thrusting it at times into my heart and to pierce my very entrails. When he drew it out, he seemed to draw them out also and to leave me all on fire with a great love of God. And after her death, Teresa's heart was found to bear a scar. So keep Teresa in mind as I introduce our guest today, nde Ear, Lisa Marie Bonsec. Lisa Marie is a spiritual speaker and counselor, an ordained minister, uh, Ayurveda specialist, yoga instructor, and an energy healer. She helps others to heal by drawing on her unique experiences and knowledge. And by the way, Lisa Marie is also a soprano who studied opera with Maestro Pasquale Papano. Lisa Marie, welcome to NDE Radio.
1: Thanks, Lee. It's a pleasure to be here with you today.
0: Well, it's great to have you. First of all, let me apologize for any suggestion that in in that intro that you were the reincarnation of Saint Teresa. <laughs> Although there are certainly similarities in your experience, uh,
1: there are similarities in my in that experience, and I've had a lot of spiritual experiences before the NDE, so um, the two NDEs back to back. But um, these stories are true. Yes, You know, some of the greatest healers and, uh, have been sick. You know, I think the healer's path is never an easy one. I mean, and she's a perfect example, like Padre Pio and these other ones that, that really uh, struggled with their health.
0: Yes. And um, then- it's a,
1: a part of gaining a deeper level of compassion so you could help other people. Exactly. That's what Jesus told me.
0: (laughs) Lisa Marie, you told me in a previous conversation that you believe we come into this life with a spiritual agreement we make before we are born. And you said as a little girl, you felt very spiritual more than religious. Tell us about your religious training and your spirituality as a little girl.
1: Well, I was born Catholic. um, But I was always kind of beating to my own drum um, always felt I had a higher guidance. Um, and then my mother years later s- switched to a uh, Pentecostal church. So that was fun. That's where I started singing gospel music
0: <laughs> oh, yes. and it
1: was, and it was great. It was a lot of fun. And and I didn't really start really opening up, um, until I started meditating in my late twenties, and then, really, things started opening up. I was doing Ayurveda and uh, Ayurvedic treatments and cleansing therapies that really uh, purified my body, my spirit, and getting in touch with my higher self with the meditation. And you know, the rest is history. It's been it's been a wild spiritual journey for me.
0: Well, I think you also said you had a fascination with Jesus.
1: Always yes i (laughs) i didn't know why i was always thinking about that guy i would say (laughs) because i would want to read the bible or or get a book about you know what was the diet in the biblical times um i would want to watch the stories of jesus and you know things like that i was being drawn Mm. to jesus for some reason so i always felt um I had this relationship with him since when I was really young.
0: Yeah. Well, now what, what brought a abrupt end, or at least a a long-term end to your perfect health was um, Mm. Lyme disease. Ironically you live, or maybe appropriately, you live just a half hour from old Lyme, Connecticut, after which the disease is named. Exactly. And uh, you said that mowing grass for, 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 a friend, I guess you, this tick came and bit you in the, in the right rib. And then you had a huge rash, you were bedridden. Tell us, tell us what uh, the symptoms were.
1: Yeah. Before that I had optimal health. I mean, really, that's what my goal was, Hmm. was not to just be mediocre health. I was going for the optimal and I was going for enlightenment with my meditation. So, and I reached that goal. So I, about 25 years with this incredible state of health and, um, and their enlightenment. So I was used to that, you know, so I thought that that's what we were here for and to strive for to be Christ-like and, you know, have that calmness and, you know, that, that love, that divine love, because that's what I had, divine love for people. So it really took me by surprise when I got bit by the tick. I was on a mower, one of those one that you drive, and it I guess it crawled up on me and, and got me under the right rib. So I didn't think much of it at first because I just thought it was a mosquito bite at first until it started getting painful, and I developed this rash that wrapped around my whole waist. So I waited a couple of weeks to investigate and get it checked out. And it was, it was too late by that point. So I got very sick in a very short amount of time. And um, whatever antibiotics I took at the time, it wasn't enough. So um, this just went on for a lot of years. And it, within a year I was disabled. Hmm. And it was creating other problems uh, with my cortisol levels. That's what led to my NDE. So, um, yeah, I just kept praying to God, just please. I was already in a, a healing type of work. Um, my life has always been service to mankind. So I just kept praying, God, please make me well so I could help people. Oh. So that was my prayer for a long time.
0: So, what year were you bit? Because it didn't really come back terribly until uh, t- what around twenty eighteen or so.
1: All right, um, in twenty, I got bit around two thousand. I think it was two thousand eight. But wow. what was yeah?
0: It was boiling up in you for ten years.
1: Uh, it was. I had gotten some help from um, a natural. Uh, naturopathic doctor that had a home- homeopathic seed remedy for Lyme disease.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was a huge help. But what happened was these other th- destruction to the body, to my adrenal glands, and I could not keep my cortisol levels up, which you need to survive. Yes. So that was the problem um, at that point of the NDE.
0: So uh, were, your, were your
1: complications organs? from, yeah, my organs were organs shutting down.
0: Shut it, shut down. Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So when you, um, when it finally hit you, I think you've said that you were feeling lighter and lighter and there was a yeah. swirling that was going on. Tell I us. was
1: sitting, I was sitting right in the chair where I am now. And I heard a whooshing sound hmm. in my body. In my head, in my whole body, I just kept hearing this whoosh, whoosh, and it was getting faster and more prominent. And uh, I thought, you know, at the time I had low blood pressure, so I thought maybe it was something to do with my blood pressure at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, that night, the whooshing just kept getting worse and worse, and I kept feeling lighter and lighter and lighter like a feather until eventually I was out of my body yeah
0: and and what did you see
1: it was more of what I felt um i knew i was dying and i knew i was out of my body because i became love i just became love and i remember thinking uh, my lifetime right now felt like a grain of sand on a humongous beach and as quicker than i could say one mississippi my life was gone and the weight of the world was off of me. And it felt like my life was just, this lifetime was just so fast and really um, didn't mean a lot to where I was now in this other realm. So my first thought is I am myself, my best self minus, any and all negative emotions. So there was nothing but expanded bliss consciousness. Love, the greatest love, a love that we don't even have here. Um, how can I describe that? It's its not easy to describe that love. Um, I also felt the most incredible peace I'd ever known. Um now mind you I've been a meditator for 30 years. I do transcendental meditation. I've always had a 24/7 peace of mind type of um uh, mindset and uh, body. So but this peace was way beyond that. <laughs> way beyond. So um immediately Jesus came in. I did not see Jesus. I knew it was Jesus. Because when you're out of body, there's that knowledge and that all knowing and there's no secrets anymore. So he just swooped in. And started healing me. How do I describe that healing? It's beyond my limited physical mind to try to describe that what he did for me. I mean, this went on for hours and hours and hours. So it was like he was whipping up this energy through my core, my whole abdomen, from my ribs down to my lower abdomen. And it was in a spinning type of fashion. And I don't want to say the word magic, but it was an incredible otherworldly energy that was now healing my, my core. Mm. Um, There was so many things going on at once because I was able to have that 360 vision. Um, At the same time, there was this angel to this side of me, my left. And I was still before I went out of my body, when I was still in my physical body, they were already there. And the huge angel to my left, which I knew was a male energy, I knew we had to be probably between 12 to 15 feet tall. And I'm not one to believe in angels with wings. I never believed in that. But I knew that this entity This divine being, I should say, had humongous wings, probably the size of the room, close to the size of the room. So when I was still in my physical body, what I thought was the angel next to me, Jesus was here. The angel was here to my left. And then there was another angel to this side of me near my head. So the one here, the huge one with the wings he starts coming through my body. So he's, I felt like he was part assisting with the healing with Jesus. But at the time I was just experiencing the experience. I knew that they knew what they were doing. Um, I was getting downloads, lots of downloads. Um, Jesus was telling me that I was going to be well. I wasn't going to be sick anymore, that my cortisol levels were all going to be normal. My blood work was going to be normal. So I believed that because um, that's where the truth is. So um, at the same time when this healing was going on, I kept hearing over and over and over. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I remember thinking to myself, when are they going to stop saying that? They keep saying it over and over. And at some point I was speaking in another language. I can't tell you what that language was. It was something way beyond my physical limited mind. Um, I went to a Pentecostal church. Some people said to me, um, you know, was it, were you speaking in tongues? I said, well, I know what speaking in tongues is. I went to a Pentecostal church. I'm not sure if it's that. I don't think it is. It was much more um, intelligent, way beyond anything we have here. And it wasn't anything I'm familiar with, like Spanish or Italian. Uh, I thought at the time it might have been something Egyptian. It was very fluent. It could have been a different type of tongue that they have in heaven that I'm not aware of. Um, I don't know. But I felt at the time that I was, when I was speaking this language, that I was also praying with them. That's what it felt like to me.
0: I just remind the audience that uh, Teresa also had an inner language that she said was more expressive than, than anything.
1: She we... did too. Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: So now you, I think you've said that um, you felt that uh, mother Mary was there as well.
1: I did. I felt her energy in the front,
0: hmm.
1: uh, like in front of me to the left in the room, but I didn't look that way because I, there was just so much going on, to be honest with you. There's about 50 things going on. I was being shown, I was giving, getting messages for friends. I had a, a very important message for a disabled friend of mine. So I was trying to pay attention to what they were telling me because all the knowledge was just coming in so fast. Yes. At the same time, Jesus was showing me my future. So where normally people in, a, in an NDE, they see a life review I was being shown a future life review, hmm. and I was a spiritual speaker, which I wasn't back then. in in a mass In a mass kind of way, in in the masses. Uh, so I was watching myself, which is kind of strange, but cool at the same time. And I'm watching myself. The first thing I thought was, "Oh, I'm going to be skinny again,"
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because I knew what they were showing me. What Jesus was showing me was the truth, and it was going to come true at at God's timing. I knew that because what they also said to me, what I heard God telling me was, "It's it's on my. It's not on your timing, Lisa Marie. It's on my timing, and it's a very personal experience." For my journey, for whoever's journey it is, they're talking to you very personally. So um when he was showing me what I felt was my future, I'm watching it in awe. And I'm thinking, gee, I guess I'm going to learn a lot of new words because some of the words I was speaking, I didn't understand. I hadn't known them yet. And the theme of the seminar or lecture was hope. And Jesus said, you must give them hope. That was the whole point of the whole mission and the journey. And I noticed, um, I don't like to always bring this up, but I will. But I noticed when I was doing the speech that I had, I heard a couple of off color words, which was not my vocabulary when I, you know, before the NDE. Um, So I just kind of went like this to Jesus and to question that, like, what's that all about? And he said something that probably only I would understand or uh, somebody on a very deep spiritual path would understand. He said, you know, because I was enlightened all those years, he said, You're, you were too pure. He says, this is about uh, humor, putting humor into your ministry. And he said, I need you to be at the level of the earthly people. You need to be, re- to be able to relate to them. Mm-hmm. In other words, me with my perfect health and my optimal health, Even though I had lots of compassion, the compassion I have now after going through chronic pain, chronic fatigue, and all the struggles of that long-term illness have made me at a much deeper level of compassion. And Jesus had said to me at the time, he said, you chose a difficult path. You chose the path of compassion. And I could feel that now. I feel my heart since that NDE. I'm not always happy about it because I'm more emotional than I ever was. You know, my heart, a chakra opened up at that, during that time. So um I think that, you know, obviously that had to happen. So um yeah, <laughs> I watched myself. I can actually also see feel the energy i had in my physical body in my future doing these talks and i actually had more energy than before i had gotten sick so i was like i was looking forward to that
0: when you when you come to an event in your life uh, like a like a talk you're giving do you recall that that Information was downloaded to you. I mean, does it seem like deja vu that you're that you're uh, there again?
1: Well, my NDE was um, ironically Easter weekend mm. uh, five, this year, this April it would be five years. Now, if somebody's Catholic, uh, you know that whole thing about them saying this is the day that the Lord has made goes along with uh, Easter and. You know, the religious, uh, you know, what happened during that time, the resurrection and everything. So um, I don't know if that has anything to do with my NDE or if it's related, but it's just kind of ironic. So, yes, the answer to the question is, yes, I have a lot of deja vu now because a couple of years ago, my family brought it to my attention that I said a couple of off colored words. And they were worried. Yeah. (laughs) They were worried. They thought something was wrong. Something must be wrong because, you know, I'm, I'm not supposed to be like this. And they brought it to my attention. And I suddenly, first I was like, why are they making a big deal about this? I didn't understand. And then my second thought was, oh, my God, I'm getting closer to what Jesus showed me. In the video clips that he showed me of my future that was the first (laughs) deja vu moment
0: you you said you had a life review is it um was it all of the future or did you see your past as well
1: i saw no past It, it was all about i would assume my purpose and my purpose getting even deeper a deeper journey a deeper level than even that I'd had in the 30 years prior. And, you know, so things are all evolving. They're all going all in that direction to see what I saw in the video clips, what Jesus showed me.
0: The um, Easter weekend of course, goes from Good Friday to Sunday in the Resurrection, and they were with you two nights, weren't they? Mm. I wonder if that's
1: I, the- I've always called it a a one NDE because it was just back to back two nights in a row. But my NDE or friends are telling me no, that's two NDEs. You know, sometimes people have three ND, NDEs in one day if their heart stops three times. Mm. You know, if they're having a heart attack or something. So I said, yeah, I guess it is. So it was two nights in a row and my body was pretty beat up after that, after the healing, after almost dying. And I went, I was brought to my doctor who wanted to admit me to the hospital and I refused because I was still partly out of my body. After the second NDE, I, I went back into my body and I compared it to, you know, that show I Dream of Jeannie? Yes. And she had that really skinny necked bottle, bottle that she tried to go in. That was my experience. It felt like I, had, I was so expanded and huge. And now I'm trying to squeeze myself into this tight space. That was very heavy. Now, don't forget, I was light as can be like a feather Mm. now and expanded. So now I'm trying to go back into this body and it's so tight. It's so limited. My brain now is so limited. I'm trying to process my experience. And it was so heavy and a very uncomfortable to come back into. Mm. Um, For... 14 days, I'll never forget it, after this experience, I was one with everything. I was one with everything around me. The trees, the grass, animals were following me. Uh, I, I was in a very highly enlightened state, felt like I still wasn't totally integrated into my physical body yet. I was seeing those video clips of my future again all day long, no matter what I was doing and no matter what I was concentrating on it, it was interrupting me. And I could see that very clearly these video clips of my future. At the same time, I'm seeing visions of everybody else's lives. I saw a vision of a friend of mine washing his car in his driveway. So I just, Didn't call, I just drove over there. And he said, how did you know I was home? I said, well, I just saw a vision of you washing your car in the driveway. So I figured I'd just come over. (laughs) Yeah. So things like that were happening. It was very cool. I wish I could have stayed like that because I thought it was very cool. Do
0: you remember the content of all of the downloads or just these little glimpses of the future?
1: There was... Them talking to me, Jesus talking to me about uh, the level of uh, that. I chose a big part of it was, um, the healing, you know, he said my hair was going to grow back. My, I had lost a a lot of my hair. Mm -hmm. So just little things like that, that he was telling me, don't worry. Your cordal, your, your blood work's going to look normal. First time in many years. Um, I was, uh, I was in that state of love. I just as spiritual I was as I was before my NDE and I knew there was an afterlife. I had been touched by spirit beings physically. Nothing could have pricked an afterlife. So but what I discovered during the these two experiences was God was in me. God was a part of my soul. There's no separation there. Just like the Course of Miracles says, there's no separation. That's what that oneness. And that's what I experienced, that oneness with God that I didn't know before that experience. I just thought it was a separate thing. But I felt the God light or whatever you want to call it, the creator and all his love was a part of me. I was a part of him and that I was also, and that we are also sons and daughters of God, all of us. That was uh, interesting. Very
0: interesting. So you were especially uh, tuned in to things uh, for the first two weeks. And then I think you said in the third week, you went to a medium where you feeling yeah. you were losing touch Why did you decide to do that?
1: No, I have a friend that's a a well-known medium. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is disabled. That was one of the messages I had for her. She was going to do, she was going to do a gallery reading about half hour away from me. um, Not far from old Lyme, Connecticut. And I was going to help her. And I had also gotten tickets for two of my friends to go. Last minute, She canceled. She wasn't feeling well. So they had to get another medium. So I was like, well, I have to go because my two friends are going. I got tickets for them. You know, I have to go. And I didn't know who this medium was that they had in place of my friend. I never met her before. And as I'm driving, because I was still, like I said, still getting messages and seeing visions for weeks. The first two weeks were the most powerful. Now this was exactly three weeks later when the medium show gallery was gonna happen. So I'm driving there and now they're talking to me from above, they're saying to me in my mind telepathically, this is for you. This was cancellation, I knew was meant to be and that this other medium who I didn't know was going to reveal more about my NDEs. This is what was being told to me as I'm driving there and I'm getting more excited about it. As I'm driving there, I'm like, I can't believe this is happening, you know? So I get there and I'm telling my friends because they're longtime friends of mine. One of them knew about, my NDE story I told her about it and so I said to them this is meant to be I know why I'm here and I know why my friend canceled and why they have this other woman and she's going to wait till the very end to get to me I I knew exactly the way everything was going to go and she's going to tell me talk about what happened right And it happened exactly like that so she Towards the end, there's about 50 people in the room. She comes up to me. Now, at this point, I just had this experience three weeks before, and I was very matter-of-fact. I knew what happened. I knew the truth. I was there. I experienced it. And I honestly don't care what anybody thinks about it because it's my truth. You know, it's my experience. So, um, And it's personal to me, too. I'm here just to help people and let them know that about the love and the continuity of love, and we don't die and we just change in form. We're actually are better outside in our soul form than we are in our limited body. We're very limited in our bodies. So the medium comes up to me and her name is Celeste. And she looks at me and she sees that I look healthy. And she says, First thing out of her mouth, Jesus is here to talk to you. And I said, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew she was going to say that. I, I knew why I was there, because they were already preparing me on the drive over. <laughs> so she says, um, he's telling me he healed you. I said, yeah, he did. He did did a massive healing on me so she's looking at me strange she's looking at me strange she's looking at me up and down and she says he's telling me you were very sick I said yeah I was (laughs) I was and um and then um she says he, she said some more I, I, I was taping it with my phone and i thought it was all recording and then i found out later that that part did not record so i ended up going to see her and making uh, a meeting with her a couple of weeks after to get more information but she said to me um archangel michael is here too and he said um he didn't mean to alarm you or whatever when he was going through your body he was just trying to heal you and and I go oh it makes so much sense now that was my Archangel Michael with the wings and I was like oh oh jeez I kept thinking to myself oh my god I just couldn't believe it I just it made so much sense because I started then investigating him and you know he just was so powerful when he was with me i could tell that he had that feeling of you know they picture him with all the armor and he had that feeling of power and um he was huge he was really huge and he had those huge wings so she started talking about him and that he was assisting with jesus and that's exactly what was going on and she said um, so then I asked some questions. I said, Who was on this side of me? Because there was somebody else. She said it was, uh, I think it was Arch- um, uh Raphael, oh. the angel Raphael. And she talked about uh, Mother Mary also. And, um, and she was just talking about, you know, what had happened and why and um and then that was it it was sh- pretty short and then i went and made an appointment with her and she gave me more information it was it was profound it's very life changing for me i imagine yeah be. i feel like i have one foot over there and one foot over here which is um interesting <laughs> it's an interesting life <laughs> but when i'm spiritually counseling people and i'm getting i'm channeling from the divine and these words are, are some of them are not my words i go gosh where are those words coming from you know these words, and i just know i'm just happy to be there to help people and mm-hmm. in in my work what i'm here for
0: how far into the future did uh, were you shown
1: i didn't know when that was going to happen so if if that happened uh five years ago this April it'll be five years mm. within two years uh was when my family had said they had noticed this change in my language and stuff so that little bits and bits are, are being revealed it's all unfolding now, so w- every six months there's something that's a deja vu of what Jesus showed me in the video clips.
0: How do you uh, use this to give people hope? I mean, that's what Jesus asked you to do.
1: I think what he means is hope that number one, they can heal. Number two, to have faith and faith uh, is just believing that there's something higher, a greater purpose, uh, something greater out there that we don't die. um, We just continue on. We're going to see our loved ones. I had a friend of mine that just died. One of my best friends last uh, month of COVID. Mm -hmm. I was able to deal with that much better because I know he feels what I felt that love and that peace and that, that incredible bliss consciousness. And I want that for him. So that helps me with my grieving of the situation. So for for people that have lost children, these are hard sufferings in life. Chronic illness like I had and other people with chronic illness, they need hope. They need hope that um, they can be healed. Um, I use Ayurveda as my thing. So not a lot of people know about Ayurveda and what it can do um, for your health and how it can heal. So people need hope that, um, you know, and also a positive attitude and a positive mindset. Um, knowing the tools to get by in this Difficult life, um, practice of forgiveness, and how powerful forgiveness is, including self forgiveness.
0: I think the medium at some point told you um, he healed you because of your faith. So That's what she said. So many uh, people who have near death experiences develop a faith or a knowledge even beyond faith, uh after the experience. In other words, the experience opens the door for them so they can see it. But this health door had faith. Right. So that's and the- and,
1: and you're right, most NDEers, overnight when they have this experience of in their death experience, they become enlightened overnight. But I already had the faith and I already had knew there was an afterlife and I led a highly spiritual life so yeah and and I had strong faith and first of all Jesus during the NDE gave me the impression that no you're not going anywhere like you're not going home yet this is not happening because I have so much more for you to do down there so that was what he was conveying to me during the whole thing and um so when when she said you know, he healed you because of your faith. I, I know that's true. I, I know how strong my faith was and and um, it hasn't changed. And now since I physically um, experienced it in what I feel a physical way, um, his presence being touched by these divine beings uh, has changed my soul. It has changed my life. Immensely
0: When you apply yourself to to provide healing or even just hope to another person, do you feel that you're being guided or uh, aided by um, spirits angels
1: oh, always always. I could feel it in me, I could feel it in my, in my soul. And there's been a couple of times where it wasn't my job. I was talking to a handicapped man at at a diner and something was stopping me or it wasn't flowing. And then that's my sign that I'm not supposed to be doing, this is not my job. You know, I know when I'm supposed to be who I'm supposed to be working with um, because it just flows. And the messages that are coming into my brain and my, into my mind. Um, in a certain way that just flows. It's like channeling. And sometimes I think to myself afterwards, where did that come from? And it never wears me out. You know, you hear sometimes healers, they get fatigued or something. I, I don't get that. I, I feel like I get a blessing, like I gain energy from it every time I help somebody. I was helping uh, this woman with, her dog is sick. Uh, doing a remote healing the other night, you know, and it, I just ask, you know, everybody has these spirit guides that are with them all the time and God is with us. They're with us all the time. No matter if we, we're never alone, even if we feel we're alone. So you just have to call on them and believe that they're there and they will help you and guide you. Every decision I make is guided from the divine Every, every decision in my life, I wait for the answer from my guidance from above.
0: I watched uh, a movie last night, which claimed, and I don't know how much research they did on, on it, mm-hmm. but they claimed that uh, in the Catholics' way of thinking, a cure has to be, if it's going to be called a miracle, it has to be a complete cure it has to be instantaneous mm. it has to be an incurable disease and i thought boy that limits <laughs> how can they place limits on how god is going to work with you
1: because yeah there is no uh god there's no description for the power <laughs> and the miracles that god can can do i mean I don't question anything anymore. Anything bad that comes, a covid, whatever, I I don't question anything because I know there's a bigger plan. Yeah. Uh and I don't I don't question anything. So um and my miracle some of it was instantaneous and some of it took some time. The fatigue took longer to get rid of. It did take some time. And there were some immediate things that went away. But I trusted Jesus. I remember I was remember in the shower. I was jumping up and down and screaming. And <laughs> I just couldn't believe I, I'm going to be well again. Because that's where, you know, where Jesus says, I'm the truth, the way, and the life. You know, all these words mean something to me now because of the what I call a physical experience in the beyond in a different realm. In my spirit self. So when they say God is love, you know, I put all these um, quotes on my Facebook page and, you know, I have this big heart and it says God is love. Well, those were just words before. And after I felt God's love and I became that love, it means so much more to me now. Even the I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. Because that's the life this is really not the life according to my experience this is not the life that's the life in heaven in spirit form we are our best most intelligent self and loving we're all love there's nothing negative people have a hard time believing that that's possible But they, I remember thinking when I was out of my body that um, because I was so sharp in that form, I remember thinking, trying to compare what I was feeling with what I was feeling with my enlightenment all those years. So you can get to 50% of what you are in your soul form, about 50%, I would say 40 or 50% if you want to work on it and have that state of mind and that, that life where nothing bothers you, where you're living in the now, you're living in the now. You're not worrying about the past or not worrying about the future. And you're accepting what the plan is, what God's plan is.
0: Right. It, cro- it crossed my mind, you, your healing event, your two NDEs, happened uh from 10 was it about 10 in the evening till 4 in the morning over two nights and i thought to myself there'll be someone who will comment on it and they will say well why did it take so long i mean jesus could just touch you and 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 do everything that you needed but you have to take into account first of all where he's coming from it's timeless it's all now and secondly, that's true. You in this body on this earth needed, perhaps needed that time to um, appreciate and understand what was going on, so that it was done. The whole thing was done for you,
1: right? I thought about the timing thing too, and you know, obviously they were there when it turned dark. It was dark, and they they went as soon as it turned four. Mm. They were gone. And it was the same exact repeat thing the next night from 10 to four. Um, um, my body was in very bad shape. There was a lot. To be healed. Um And like I said, some of it was instantaneous and some of it took time. I mean, I had incurable diseases, according to Western medicine. Yes. And when I think about the energy I have now, and i just I just got over uh covid uh, recovering from covid and I <laughs> had to do a lot of convincing with my family and friends to tell them I was not going to die from covid because Jesus showed me my future, and I knew I wasn't going to die from covid and I just what that experience taught me was. When I went out of my body I was instantly grateful for all the suffering in my life that I went through. Instantly grateful. And I thought to myself, this is why we come back and do it again and we say, "Oh, I'm going to go back down there and I'm going to be something else this time. I'm going to pick a different adventure and I'm going to learn" superhero. Yeah, right, right. And I saw You're myself I saw yeah. myself doing that and I really said, "This is why because we feel so great in our spirit form, we're not thinking about the suffering because there is no suffering in heaven. It's bliss, peace, and love. You are love. Love that, wait, nobody could really explain it, but I explain it like meeting your soulmate the person, if you ever even have the opportunity to have that opportunity your soulmate that one person that was picked out for you and it's more of a spiritual connection than anything else and you know from day one that this is your person and you're on cloud nine you're on cloud nine and and your heart is filled up and you are in a euphoric state of happiness okay Think of that times 100,000. Hmm. How do you explain that in human words? You can't.
0: Well, it's we're made from God's love. And when we reattach ourselves to that, it's like coming home in a powerful way.
1: It is. And, and home is a great place. I, I can't believe I have to say i can't wait for that day it was the best two nights of my entire life nothing could even come close to that experience god i've been very blessed and i feel very blessed
0: and you're blessing others as well lisa marie i'm afraid we have run out of time speaking of time and uh i want you to, to tell the folks anyone that might want to reach you or find out more about you, how how should they do that? That's a good question. I know you have a website.
1: I have my website. It's called Perfect Health and Balance, all words, A and D, and Perfect Health and Balance. That's my website that shows everything I do. I can also be reached on Facebook under my name, Lisa Marie, one word, Bonsek, B-O-N-C-E-K, I can people instant message me on Facebook. I love it. (laughs) That's where I do a lot of my healings on instant messenger and Facebook. So I think those are the best places.
0: All right. Thank you so much for sharing the story of your NDEs, your healing, your life of healing other folks. It's been wonderful having you on the show.
1: It's been a pleasure, Lee.
0: If any folks out there would like to hear this show again, or any of our more than 400 archived NDE interviews. Go to Zone's NDE Radio site and hit the past Shows button, or go to our YouTube channel, NDE Radio with Lee Whitting, where you can subscribe to and comment on the complete NDE Radio library. Be sure to like, follow, and share our NDE Radio Facebook page. Just search NDE Radio with Lee Whitting on your Facebook app and listen Again, next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern at Talk Zone for more NDE Radio. I'm your host, Lee Whitting, saying thanks for listening.